0: From the Willamette Valley, in America's Great Pacific Northwest, you are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening, in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Hello, folks, and thank you very much for listening, or for listening again. Before I get started, I wanted to send out a very proper thank you very much for the people who are supporting me in Canada. Your support is very much appreciated. And if I may add, here is a quick factoid concerning Canadian citizenship. If you know... The Personal Histories of Bob and Doug McKenzie. If you understand that the greatest hockey player of all time and can recite some of the statistics of Wayne Gretzky, and if your favorite prog rock band happens to be as is mine, Rush, you automatically qualify for Canadian citizenship. This is a factoid that's very little known, but you can trust me because, well, after all, I am an earnest man. And this is episode number 120, Insightful Information. The vital truth, you're not being told about aging. I want to talk to you about something that I find interesting, and hopefully you will too. There's a lot of, tons of, almost countless pieces of information talking about aging. So... What I wanted to talk about are some of the lesser-known or perhaps confronted issues concerning that for your consideration. When I was listening to a broadcast earlier today from those Paragon's of intellectual virtue and information, NPR. In this case, actually, it was Oregon Public Radio. I was once again insulted by what was being said on this brief program because it follows a narrative that is not only, you know, commonly accepted, I mean, it's completely ubiquitous, um, which is the idea of healthy aging. And I want to talk about how this is basically oxymoronic, because it is a contradiction. So first of all, I wanted to state what the process is. Now, I am not a biologist, and I am not a geneticist, but I just wanted to give you a basic overview of a couple of things, and I will actually say some very positive things a little bit later in the broadcast. So... This is not all gloom and doom, but before we can get to anything positive, we have to examine what actually is. A lot of people don't understand, when they're talking about aging, um, the actual process itself and what it actually means. For that matter just as a very, very brief aside, they don't even really understand death. Because in the overwhelming majority of cases, like 99%, if you, when someone dies and they say, you know, it's a knee jerk, well, what did they die of? Well, I already know the answer to that, and I'm going to give it to you. Ultimately, we die for a singular reason. We die because the body stops processing oxygen. Now, of course, there can be many causes of this. Some can be very slow and agonizing, and, such as in the case of a car accident, it can be virtually instantaneous. But when we are no longer able to process oxygen, and that means the systems involved, such as, well, heartbeat, we die. We stop processing oxygen and pretty much that's it. All the systems very quickly shut down. But as I said a moment ago, that can be a very slow and agonizing process or virtually instantaneous. So it falls within that continuum, that spectrum. But now to go back and just to touch on aging, it kind of goes like this. What it is, is that up to a certain point when we're younger in your life and we have these organisms that are the energy cells our batteries let's say of the mitochondria and they're things flying around and basically getting all the things done that need to be done for our biological processes so that's what they do and then with all of the genes within the subsystems of our biology, we have telomeres. And these telomeres, over time, these are the, let's say, the backup code for damaged cells. So when you're young, say up into your you know, early, possibly depending on your gender, because it is different, but within that time period, you are constantly from the environment around you, you are receiving damage. Everything from your body, internally, externally. I mean, as you know, a pure example is any cut that you get, well, that has to be repaired. Well, the, the repair crew goes in and fixes it. Another perfect example is for the biggest organ in your body, which is your skin. If you've ever had a sunburn, you know what a pain literally it is. But when you're young, it gets fixed and repaired in relatively short order, and hopefully, we'll wear some sunblock or sunscreen and have the good sense not to stay out too long in the sun and get sunburned especially if we're you know fair skinned let's say but regardless what happens over time is that these mechanisms these this work crew um they start losing the tools necessary to make the necessary repairs so that when you're, say, 17 years old, and then, say, you're 22 or 23, they're still pretty much keeping pace. And so you can look, for instance, uh, depending, again, on genes and depending on many other external factors, but it's entirely possible for, you know, potentially, I say potentially, potentially, someone even up to you know roughly the age of 30 passing for 18 or 20 this is not that uncommon but like anything else because of a myriad of factors and that also includes the laws of entropy the systems the work crew that has all the tools on a cellular level that goes around fixing things, well, they go away. Uh, Either the crew goes away or the tools that they used go away or possibly even both. So on a cellular level, things... You know, either don't get fixed or they kind of half acidly get fixed. I wonder if that's even a word. I'd like it if you would let me know that i'm not I'm not even gonna google it. is half acidly even a word, or did I just create one? I don't know, let me know, but anyway, <clears throat> what they were once doing, they're not doing, and over time, things coming from the inside out, we show signs of aging. And it has been that way, well, ever since we know of recorded history, such as all the common things of, you know, the beginnings of wrinkled skin and graying hair and and so forth. And that is what, Is going on. So the things that used to do their job stop doing their job. Now, this this part of what I'm going to speak of is a very important part of the equation because this is where the variance comes in. If you're if you're a person that has been fortunate enough in your life to have access to and have taken advantage of good nutrition, you eat good food, you eat good quality food, and you're not doing you know, drugs and alcohol 24-7 and smoking and all that, well, obviously that makes the working uh, repair cruise job infinitely easier. So that's good for you. Um, On the other hand, if you're someone which is the exact opposite of that, and you've been a crackhead since you were 13, and you eat shitty food, and you're smoking and you're drinking, well, chances are, Not 100%, but I'm saying chances are, overwhelmingly, uh, you take both people at age 30, and I think you're going to be able to figure out which one looks better. Okay? Okay. But here's the thing. The people who are into the lies, deception, and marketing, because that's their business, as... Well, thieves and criminals, they want to have decided to take all of us boomers, because I'm an old guy now, so I can speak with a fair bit of authority on this, and they want to put forth this magical kingdom of every kind of known and unknown, vitamin, mineral, exotic, unknown herbs, mushrooms, I mean, ionized or, I don't know, just super purified water. The list goes on and on and on endlessly in order to convince you of the latter argument saying, well, you may have been rough to your body, but if you pick this up right now, then this, 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 and this will happen. And this is where the bullshit show begins and i say that because yes with what i just said previously if you take two people that i mentioned earlier all things being equal as much as possible and one of them did everything right and treated their body good and wasn't doing drugs and alcohol and smoking and you know partying and you know did everything optimally for their body versus the exact opposite, say, crackhead kind of person who's been abusing their body since they were, you know, 13, 14 years old. You match them together at 30. And yeah, I think it's a pretty safe bet that you'll be able to tell just looking at them, their skin, their eyes, everything, what's up. But... And here's the linchpin on this. In either case, assuming this is even assuming we're talking the older, you know, the, I mean, the crackhead person compared to the other person. The end result is this. They're going to grow old and die. You see what I'm saying? You can have the guy in the gym who's just so totally cut and beefed and in every way, shape, or form. But, given enough time, they will grow old and die. I mean, all you have to do, someone you know, roughly my age, is look at the actor slash governor, slash the world-renowned bodybuilder Arnold Schwarzenegger. And um, I don't think without a whole bunch of technological CGI in place, I don't think I would expect to see him doing a new Conan the Barbarian movie anytime soon. Because, well, he's a hell of a lot older. Now, bearing that in mind, all things being equal, you can be a very healthy 50, 60, 70 year old. And if you make the changes soon enough, that is nutritionally and as far as, you know, optimal, more optimal living, and that includes sleep. you do all these things, you can be, compared to the average, let's say, you could be a very healthy 60, 70, 80-year-old compared to others who have not done so or potentially who do not have access to the vitamins, minerals, and supplements that you do. So, in that sense, It's relative. But the fact remains, and this is the linchpin I mentioned earlier, is what is not talked about is that I don't care about how optimal everything is. Um, And I know that a lot of 20 nothing's baby flipping the dial at this point but please I ask you please just try to get through this you're gonna get old shrill up and die <laughs> at this current time this current technology where we are that's what's gonna happen so uh what can I say then Do everything that you can and have as much fun as you can and do it now. Because, and this does not even include the fact of life that, as sad as this is, you could be walking across the street and get hit by a a bus tomorrow and end your life. So it's premature, I'm just saying such is life so if you just keep that in mind do it now however and this is where i am going to talk to you about what really irritates me and pisses me off it is the marketing and the disingenuous statements made by people. And, there's, and I mean, there's no excuse for this other than money. Because as far as, what I, as far as I'm concerned, one of the worst things, no matter how unpleasant it is, the, one of the worst and most cruel things that you can do to a person is to give them false hope. And these people, these these purveyors of misinformation um, who are utterly disingenuous in what they're putting across, I really and truly hate them. Once again, without going off into how much, um, as I've already stated in previous episodes, how much I really, really hate Oregon Public Broadcasting, Oregon Public Radio, and most public radios are not far behind, that they keep putting across this
1: Healthy aging narrative. Mm, well,
0: It's always by women, too. Usually, typically, like, I'm not kidding you. I don't have the audio, but I was listening to one today. I'm not shitting you, okay? There was a relatively normal-sounding uh, person interviewing them from Oregon Public Radio, And there was another woman who was a head of a geriatrics analytics department and also an author. So they always, always give a plug for their book. God damn, how pathetic can you be? And so this woman, I laughed because if I'd had the audio and I don't, Right now, anyway, at the moment, but she sounded exactly like a munchkin. And well, I mean, I can't, you know, if you looked at me 30, 40 years ago, maybe I could have done that that high in vocal, but I can't. But it was, and also the woman interviewing her, and it's in this extremely, it's put across. The aging process, nothing I just said to you about the biology was taken into consideration. But nothing but talking about her book, because that's all they fucking do, is pitch books by women who are put across as these paragons of not only information, but put forth as paragons of virtue.
1: And they want to talk about how the aging process is a natural process that we we need to deal with effectively. Well, no
0: shit Einstein. <sighs> they have to completely corrupt and sugarcoat What is taking place completely? The stuff that I've talked about in the last previous 10 to 15 minutes sheds more light on the honesty and the actual process of aging than anything that was said in that entire meaningless drivel fucking dialogue, if you want to call it that, which was basically nothing more than marketing. And that's what Oregon public radio does. And probably I'd be willing to gander the same thing for most, uh, public radio stations in the nation. Oh, and they're also having a fun drive so that once again, you can give away that, that painless
1: $5 a month. Mm. So you can be an active part of what we do, which is so valuable. And you can really feel good about yourself. Mm.
0: Disingenuous pricks. How's that for an overview? In my experience, with the real world, family and friends, and the people that I have known who are, well, or were, old. The truth is this. They're not so whimsical
1: about this, and they don't want to talk about healthy aging. Mm. That in a very detached, unemotional way, we simply accept the fact that we're going to hell in a handbasket. Mm. There's a nice, soft, friendly, non-threatening mm, to just die.
0: Everyone I talk to, I'm talking about much older people. And if we want to truly respect those, I'm talking about everywhere, 70, 80, 90, if they are not succumbing to the horrors of Alzheimer's, they are simply their selves, their younger incarnations, trapped in a failing body. And they're not quite so clever, whimsical, or about anything at all concerning this pretty direct. Yeah. I wish what I, I wish I knew, I wish I could have allowed to allowed to know what I know now, but have a 20 year old body. Hands down. They all simply want to know what they know, but Be in a young body. That is normal. There's nothing wrong with that. This is like part of the the, uh, lyrics of the song from the Moody Blues. And uh, uh, I forgot what song, but there's many parts of this lyric. But the little snippet that I have is... Senior citizens wish they were young. And that's completely normal. They don't want to be placated. And they don't want these sniveling, dwiveling people in their, you know, early 30s or perhaps early 40s that want to fucking
1: tell them about healthy aging. Okay, okay. Mm. fuck you.
0: <laughs> At least that's the way I feel. Because if this strikes a bone with any of you out there, if it strikes a chord or a bone or whatever, uh, you, uh, however you want to say it, uh, I would love nothing more to know, have the knowledge of what I know now. And if you could just, Give me a new body, say, mm, I don't know, I'm 20 years old. I got 20-year-old body. Same me, just 20-year-old body. <sniffs> yup, that would fucking suit me just fine. Anything else is bullshit. Again, that you can profit off of, that you can condition me
1: to get me used to the fact. This is a normal process.
0: My answer, at least now, while I'm still relatively younger, is fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. There. Was that succinct and concise enough? One of the main things, as I said before, that so-called old people that is utterly ubiquitous in this nation anyway is when they start like children like babies when they are treated as old people and what i've heard hands down again from the ones who still have their marbles they don't want to be treated like quote-unquote old people it's demeaning It's disrespectful, and it's demeaning. Assuming I have my wits about me, I'm still the same fucking person that I was before. You don't treat me any different. You don't approach me any different. Don't be demeaning to me. Many years ago, I heard a statement from... uh, a very famous um, running back. I believe I don't know, he played for several teams. Um, Marcus Allen. Yeah. And it's very famous for you sports people out there. You can look him up, or if you're old enough, you'll remember, or what have you. But you can look him up. I th- think his last team was Kansas City Chiefs. I stopped keeping track of sports things many years ago. But anyway, long story short, during his, after his, you know, retirement, someone actually asked a very intelligent question. And he gave a very intelligent answer. And it was so good after all these years. I'm telling it to you. And he said, uh, well, you know, it's sad that, you know, you're retired, Mr. Allen. And, and he said, but um, what is one of your, what would you say it was, the question was asked, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like, what is of, of you know, when you were, say, deciding, approaching retirement that, you know, that you felt it became apparent it was time to hang up your cleats And to, you know, what what was your greatest regret? What's your greatest uh, feeling? And I heard one of the best, honest, most honest statements and intelligent statements from a sports guy that I had ever heard. And hence the reason all this time later, I'm telling you, he said, and this was an amazing player. And many, many years ago, when I still occasionally when I watch sports, I mean again, anyone in their any great sports person in their prime, that's the whole draw of the whole aspect of it is just the amazing things that they do that, well, most people can't. But he said he said at the very end of his career the most disappointing thing was that in his mind, he finally figured out exactly what to do and when to do it. How to roll this way or, or you know, just just physically, just to, I figured out the rhythm and, and he said, I, f- I got it figured out. He said, but the problem was, was that, Once I got it figured out in my mind, my body simply wouldn't follow. And that has stuck with me all these years. And that is what we, as a society, and our friends, loved ones, That's what we're dealing with. So, for instance, and I'm going to shift gears as I promised in a moment, but I'll wrap this part up with this. Whenever I hear and I listen to these these disingenuous pricks, and I'm using that term, in a non-gender-specific capacity. k okay? okay. There is no gender qualification, as far as I'm concerned, to being a prick. And these people
1: who want to sit around and philosophize and talk about this and how we need to do this and how we need to change attitudes and become, you know... People involved in healthy aging. Have I
0: gotten my anger and you know general disdain for this out? Okay, I'll shut up and move on. But anyway, when 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 all is said and done, as far as this is concerned, that's why I'm so. Upset and angry because I, other than all the people that I have known in my life, that I had to actually witness this through my mind and my life. It makes me extremely angry and emotional. And I'm not trying my best. I am trying not to be emotional. But people who want to put on this extremely saccharine facade and want to tell us this dribble are just absolute shit as far as I'm concerned. So, <clears throat> now for the good news. Wouldn't it be easy and great and simple if a, in, in some time, I, n- I know, imagining it in our lifetime, <laughs> but at any rate, this probably isn't going to happen, but hey, who knows. Technology once again comes to the rescue, and we get to the point where, okay, we can, you get to a certain age, and we can chop off your head and stick it on a 20 year old body of you. And everything's reset, and you got all your memories and you got all your experiences, but now you're just, you're cool. You're in a 20 year old, you're there, you're in your. 20-year-old body again. Well, I, again, I don't see this happening anytime soon, but again, who knows? But what is really potentially much more amazing is this, and it's generally referred to, and maybe you have heard of this, as our clock for the death gene. Because remember that I was talking about the telemars and you have X number of telemars and over time and wear and tear, they slowly, they, they shorten and shorten and break off and break off until there's nothing left there to break off anymore. And then, well, the proverbial on a cellular level, the proverbial shit hits the fan and one system after another begins to fail. Thing is, they don't know yet why this happens. And here's the rub. If they came up with a way somehow that the telomeres would simply regenerate, if our telomeres regenerated, if our mitochondria the little engines that power our metabolic life were not damaged, then, barring again external forces like extreme alcohol consumption or drugs, you could stay 20 for conceivably ever. Now, could you still die? Absolutely. You're foolish enough and you do foolish things just like in current life. You know, you can want all these people that have literally died standing right next to a cliff taking a selfie and they fall off the fucking cliff. They were 18 years old, life gone, boom, over. Or... Countless other things that may have been and and you know influenced by drugs or alcohol, like getting in a car, driving when you shouldn't be, excessive speed, you crash into somebody, you die, or you kill other people or whatnot. So, in other words, it doesn't say you're not immortal. We're not saying you that you cannot die. But barring those things, barring massive trauma to the body. That you could essentially, well, if not immortal, you would live for, I don't know, potentially hundreds of years. And you better believe that that is certainly what is on the mind and money of the obscenely wealthy. Because think about this for a moment. When you have someone who has done, at least in a given field of their life, and in this case, I'll just use Sir Paul McCartney of Beatles fame, I mean, musically and life experience, he's he's done everything. He has a very, very complete life. But you know what? As far as he's concerned, he could and would love to do it all over again, at least over a time span. Would he do the same thing? No. Maybe he'd be a playwright or a famous painter or sculptor. In other words, it, it's it's in us that's what drives us. We want to be so much more. So yeah, you you know, exhausted, you know, one thing. Okay, I did all that. And you move on to the next thing. It all depends on how much time you have. But you can best believe. If he was given the time, that's what he or any other rational thinking person would want to do. So, my main thing here was to inform you and just touch on those facts because that is where the future lies. And... Just like everything else, um, things that were, you know, in the year 1900, 1912, 1925, things, so many countless things that have been done as innovations and in technology, things that, again, always, it's always the same, that couldn't have been imagined. Well, they became reality. But what I'm trying to say is that as far as something on this level is concerned in order, if you want to live your life, I believe it would be very foolhardy to try to convince yourself that just like everything techno that you're so used to in your life, especially if you're a young person, that there's this unquestioning, and believe me, so many generations made the same mistake. A very quick, simple example of that were the people who believed in and got onto the Titanic because it was unsinkable. So it's a two-edged sword. This thing works both ways. But to put so much absolute face faith and trust into technology i don't think that's a good bet i don't think it's a safe play if it happens terrific that's wonderful i, I certainly wouldn't complain i don't think there's any reasonably intelligent rational person you know that would complain the the chance of You know, another 50, 100 years, 300 years of our life. Shit. Who wouldn't? Of course. This should be self-evident. But to expect it, that is the problem. Because the current consensus is, we're talking about right now, as things are right now, this isn't going to come to rescue us. Now, you youngins out there who may be twenty or twenty five, maybe you want to believe that in your heart of hearts, that yeah, I just there's there's just this it's a feeling. It's just this feeling that you just know, yeah, well, I've got another. You know, 40, 50 years. I just know it's going to happen. And that has huge ramifications on how you live your life right now. The safer play, again, if this happens, hell, if it happened now, me and, you know, millions and billions of other people, would, <laughs> we'd be right in line to get the procedure, no doubt. My point, though, is that as it stands right now, it's not here and within our lifetime. And when I say ours, I mean not just my own as an aging boomer, but probably yours as well. And who knows how long? Mm, Probably isn't going to happen. So we have now we have everything that we're trying to do in life now and that makes everything including not just the passions and things that we love to do but the persons that we love that much more precious and i believe That is what needs to be considered in this bigger picture. I would like to pause for just a moment to give you this brief message. As you know, I do not accept any third-party advertising on my podcast episodes, and I really want to keep it that way. My feeling is is that all of us are already besieged enough with constant advertising, practically from the time we get up till the time we fall asleep. And I wanted to do my part to minimize that, so no third-party advertising. You can just listen to the episode and you're fine. So if you like listening to my episodes and you would like to help me keep it that way, Well, I need your support. If you would go to my website, the earnestmanshow.com and click on the Feed the Fridge tab, that's exactly what will be done. Feeding the fridge, maybe even keeping the lights on. You can also support the show by clicking on the tab that says Earnest Stuff. Either way, you'd be supporting the show and making certain that it remains commercial-free. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say, and I wanted to keep it brief. If you've done so already, or if you have in the past, I sincerely thank you.